Our challenge is not related to the sale of the car itself, but our challenge will be to enable this mobility service, developing the capability to manage the transaction and to process the related payment with the final aim to provide our customer an amazing and seamless experience as we do currently with our finance offer. Hello and welcome to the 25 Days of Transformation series, where we talk to industry experts and global brands about the highs and lows of digital transformation. We'll learn from real-world business examples, get first-hand industry insights from the digital experts, and we'll take a deep dive into what trends to look out for in the coming months. I'm Tizzy Philp, Strategic Content Lead here at Valtech, and I'm here to guide you through these conversations and to uncover the latest and greatest in digital. I'm joined by Alessio Beccatini, Digital Marketing Senior Manager for Toyota Financial Services. Alessio has spent the last 20 years of his career with TFS and has first-hand experience of the transition the automotive industry has gone through in adapting and responding to the digital age. Over the next 25 minutes, we'll be discussing Toyota Financial Services' digital transformation, the concept of digital evolution, and we'll talk about what it means to transition from an automotive company to a mobility company. So Alessio, thank you for joining us and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tizi. I'm very pleased to be here today with you. I want to focus, first of all, on TFS's more, more recent journey. As a way of setting the scene for our listeners, perhaps you could give an overview of how you as a company are embracing digital transformation. Well, I think that it is now common opinion that COVID-19 pandemic accelerated the need to digitalize as much as possible the company's capabilities to reach out customer in a lockdown situation. However, in TFS, this process began in uh, 2017, when we started exploring the possibility to let a Toyota customer to buy online a car together with the subscription of a financing contract to make this purchase much more affordable instead of paying by cash. We felt uh, in that period like uh, pioneers, you know, facing uh, a lot of challenges, mainly related to the digital maturity of the environment in which we were operating. And uh, indeed, whereas the process to buy a car is quite similar country by country. To apply for a finance offer is uh, quite uh, complex because of different regulation to fulfill, different system to connect with, different habits of customer when it comes to borrow money. This is how our business evolution started. And uh, by then, in three years, we rolled out the capability to fully finance a car online in three markets. And uh, at this moment in time, we have other three markets in the pipeline, uh, which are under development, that we aim to launch in the first half of 2021. Also, for the second part of the year, we are going to prepare the ground to launch two additional markets. Alongside to, to this digitalization process, we are also committed to revolutionize our business, managing this great and incoming disruption which is happening in the automotive sector 
which is basically related to the shift from the ownership concept to the usership uh, concept. And a little bit later in the podcast, I'd really like to go into those elements in more detail. But for now, you've mentioned this concept of evolution and revolution when it comes to digital transformation. What do you mean by that? Well, with the generational change started with the millennials, uh, we noticed that the youngers are no longer interested in making a long-term commitment to finance the purchase of an asset such as a car. Despite the young people still has the need to move from the point A to the point B, as well as all other people, they want to do this in a different way, which is uh, not just uh, relying on the public transportation. You know. And millennials are also, of course, willing to pay for this, uh, for this kind of need, but they want to pay just for that specific journey that they need uh, to complete. And also, they are very well aware that if they would buy a car in this moment, this, would, uh, this car would lie on a parking spot for 90% of the daytime. Millennials also drove the growth of this sharing economy, and uh, the sharing con- economy gave the birth to this new mobility concept, you know, like uh, car sharing, ride sharing, ha- ride hailing, and you name it. Now, you can envision how this affected the automotive sector. Personally, I would define this the automotive Copernican revolution, because here we are not talking anymore about how to sell the highest number of cars, but we are talking about what is the more efficient number of cars that we needed to put on the ground to deliver the service Uh, needed to fulfill our customer mobility needs. We, as Toyota Financial Services, are also facing this disruption because of our business model. Our challenge is not related to the sale of the car itself, but our challenge will be to enable this mobility service, developing the capability to manage the transaction and to process the related payment with the final aim to provide our customer an amazing and seamless experience as we do currently with our finance offer. So let's say this is obviously a complete change in business model, of course, but I also want to talk about the kind of more human element of owning a car and talk to you kind of on a personal level here. This is also a total change in our relationship with a car, isn't it? I'm thinking of People when they're 17, particularly in the UK when you're 17, getting your first car and it's normally a horrible looking thing and it's broken and it's old. And then you know, as your life goes on, your car sort of becomes a reflection of, of who you are. Do you, what do you think about that, that change? Do you think we're going to lose that altogether, that excitement of owning your first car? Yeah, this is about the emotional part to buy and to have a car. Exactly. And I really think that, I mean, I still belong to that generation in which uh, to drive for the first time your new car is something amazing. It's just like to date for the very first time with a, with a girl, with a woman. You know? <laughs> it's so, freedom. Exactly, exactly. I think that new generation are different. They have different kind of uh, experience. They will to have a different kind of emotion under this point of view they love uh, again to share so 
you know, there is this also this new mobility service, which is putting together persons that are moving from uh, the university place back to home, driving to hundreds of kilometers, and then they just share this trip. So the owner of the car is uh, putting some kind of advertising on a, a specific application. People are joining, and uh, this one can also decide if he wants to listen music, if he wants to chat or not. So it's a complete different way to, to, to share emotion yeah, mm-hmm. between, between, uh, between persons. Mm-hmm. And of course, as a business, Toyota has to respond to that changing customer need. So you're clearly going in the right direction. But let's be realistic that for any business, particularly one the scale of Toyota Financial Services, transformation of this scale is a long-term thing. It can't happen overnight. So what has your experience been when it comes to planning and prioritizing the roadmap here? Yeah, this is a very good point, Izzy. And uh, despite uh, the times are not still mature enough for uh, a full and complete transition, it is right now that the company like uh, Toyota, as you said, must prepare for the future. Our approach is based mainly on the test and learn execution for, of, of project following the Toyota Way principle. In consideration that this uh, digitalization process and these mobility needs are anyway growing very, very fast, uh, we are continuously looking into partnership opportunities to leverage third parties' competencies and expertise. To own all the software, to uh, all the needed platform, all the needed technical architecture, it is heavily time-consuming to achieve all this development. And it is also demanding the investment of a huge amount of resource. Therefore, Toyota, of course, uh, wants and must to be in the driving seat to protect and reinforce the core strategy focused on customer-first principle. But according to this, is paramount to have a clear and well-shared long-term strategy. As mentioned before, when it comes to transit from an automotive company to a mobility company. The proof of concept that we are uh, running are related to very specific projects, but all of them have always the same deep attention to the optimization of the customer experience. Each further phase of a single project is preceded by a detailed analysis of the data fetched from the previous execution so that we can bring improvements to the overall customer journey. I would say also that alongside to this, we also look into the standardization of the process to make business model scalable in other markets. In a nutshell, I would say that we follow the think big and act small criterion to successfully manage the change we are facing right now. You touched on it a little in that answer just there, that uh, the president of Toyota Motor Corporation, Akio Toyota, recently announced the ambition to reform Toyota from an automotive company to a mobility company. And I think this is very much in line with what we're seeing in the rest of the market from other clients when it comes to a shift from automotive operations to mobility operations, considering new business models and the subscription services that you mentioned earlier. What can you tell me about the future state for the company and indeed the automotive industry as a whole? What should we expect? This is 
a very tricky one. Eh? I don't think to have the, 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 the crystal ball, you know. However, I will try to reply to this with my personal point of view beyond my role within the, the Toyota family. I mean, if we look back to 300 or even 200 years ago, I don't think that anybody knew a different way to move from the point A to the point B with something different by a horse or a carriage. Even though the train was maybe already invented, it was still a, a way far to, to be efficient, to, to grant a proper mobility, I suppose. Well, my point is that nowadays you can still ride horse, but in dedicated place and not any longer to move from A to B. Then the question is, is the automotive industries going through a similar path? I think that there are all the conditions for this. There will be still car, but you shall drive them just in specific areas and you will not use them anymore to move from the point A to the point B. This may seem odd or at least uh, to science fiction, but I believe that in the future, to move from one place to the other will have another meaning. What we call today car, in my mind, will be an extension of the household. It will be a place in which you can work, you can relax, you know, you, you can work out, you can prepare for an event. If you start looking at this under this point of view, you can see that today we are at the very beginning of this journey with uh, the autonomous driving, with the multifunctional and or multi-passenger vehicles and etc. More or less as such as when the first steam engine was invented. Who thought that this would evolve in a hydrogen fuel cell engine one day? All in all, I believe that in the future, automotive companies should focus on what is really important for customer. Today, we are still focused on the concrete value like money and making profits. At the end of the day, this is what we are paying for, right? But at the end of the day, the, the real wealth of a person is the time he has available to do whatever he like or whatever he needs to do. To buy the time could be, you know, very expensive and sometimes also even sadly impossible. But according to this, I think that the future challenger of automotive industry will be to be able to, let's say, resell to their customer all the service related to the time that their grandparents were using to move from the point A to the point B. Some interesting concepts in there, particularly like the, uh, the horse and carriage analogy. I think that sometimes as people that work in the digital industry, it's the same with every industry, I'm sure, but we spend a lot of time talking to each other and we talk about these amazing proof of concepts. We talk about buzzwords. We talk about the next big thing. We're all relatively digitally mature in our own personal lives. Do you really think that these kind of concepts will play out for the greater population do we do we ever run the risk of imagining too far in the future if that could even be a thing 
Yeah, yeah. Of, of course, this won't happen in uh, the next five years. Toyota, you know, is already working on uh, some concept uh, related to this multifunctional vehicle in order to support, for instance, elderly people to reach medicine in the easiest way instead of uh, relying on uh, taxis or, or stuff like this. P- people that have uh, problems in mobility, physical mobility, right? So the concept to bring the doctor to them instead of them to go to the doctor. Yeah. So there is plenty of studies in Toyota under this point of view. We are looking into the internet of, of things to facilitate this interaction between human and technology. Mm-hmm. Of course, we cannot prevent this kind of evolution. We cannot uh, neglect the fact that new generation will uh, have different needs, needs mm-hmm. that nowadays we can't even imagine because we belong to different generation. And uh, I'm soccer passionate, right? So, but <laughs> my football team was something like 500 kilometers far away from my hometown. So I needed uh, to take a couple of days of uh, vacation off to the office to, to see the football match, yeah? Most likely in the evening, right? So... Think if I could have uh, the possibility to reach the stadium in which my favorite football team is playing. In the meanwhile, I can work, and then after the football match, after the winning football match, yeah, I can go back to my <laughs> to my hometown, sleeping in my car, if we won't still call it car. But this would be something that completely changed the the, the point of view of what a car is and this i think i'm really convinced this one day uh, will happen we will most likely it will be not the turn of my children and maybe neither of the children of my children but i think that to drive the car will be something really odd for uh, the coming generation i said why should i why should i drive what is for this it, so maybe they they just drive because uh, to have fun as it is today to ride the horse, you just ride the horse for fun. Yeah, potentially 50 years from now, they'll wonder why on earth we did that for fun and pumped out all of the uh, greenhouse gases at the same time, perhaps. Yeah. I also wonder whether the the impact of COVID means that our worlds have become smaller, whether that's because we're not flying as much, we're not traveling as much, we're digitally enabled to have these kind of meetings online so easily now the world can operate online whether we enjoy it as much or not it can function online and I just wonder whether that's going to impact mobility going forward as well our worlds will become smaller that our our journeys will become shorter we won't be traveling quite as much anyway moving on then let's discuss Alessia your key learnings from the transformation and any advice that you would give to others looking to embark on a similar journey clearly you've done a huge amount at Toyota and some really innovative exciting stuff and some industry first so what can you uh, advise others doing the same thing yeah I would start first of all with uh, the big learning I have had uh, working on in this period with uh, the Toyota about digital transformation. Never be scared to embrace the change. Now, this may sound a little bit banal because uh, I I attended a thousand of uh, training courses in which the first thing, don't be scared about changing. But I still need 
because of my experience, I still know a lot of people that don't like to change what they are doing, especially if they are succeeding in what they are doing. I really think that these guys are going to lose, in fact, the opportunity to make things even better, and but also to make even greater things. It's that old adage, isn't it? It's that's not to want to quote a competitor, but the Henry Ford quote of if you ask the people what they'd want, they'd say they'd want faster horses. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Sorry. Coming back to the advice, uh, I mean, just just a little one. So, I would advise to think out of the box and always, always, always challenge yourself for first and then challenge your organization. I must say, I love to involve my team in whatever discussion we face because putting together different thinking, different experience and also different behavior can bring the diversity that we need to stimulate the generation of new ideas. You know, most of the time, this will be stupidities. But the only one simple but great idea can make the difference for you, for your work, for your team, for your company, and maybe, why not, for the whole mankind. It's time to think big. Thank you, Alessio. Thank you so much for joining us and for taking us through the work that Toyota has been doing. It's been really interesting to speak to you and um, I wish you and your football team the greatest success. My pleasure to be here with you, Tidzi, and thank you very much for this opportunity. You've been listening to the 25 Days of Transformation series from Valtec Cafe. If you enjoyed this podcast, then why not subscribe and keep up to date with all of the episodes in this series? and a whole host of insights from the Valtech Cafe back catalogue. And if you'd like more information about what we do or to get in touch, why not visit us at valtech.com to find out the details. Until next time, thanks for listening.